Hello, it is another episode of the Hugo Floss podcast. Welcome Nancy Hugo and me, Dan Hugo, to your earbuds. Hi, Dan. And hi, everybody out there. Yeah. How are things? It's uh, Sunday, June 13th. I'm sorry, June yeah, 13th. Yeah. Uh, 2021. It's just, just past 11 a.m. Our usual pre-show banter was cut short. I'm doing fine. I'm preparing myself for the heat wave that we're going to have this week. Yes, for those people who are living uh, in the East Coast or anywhere else but this hot hell hole, uh, we are going to hit 117, 118 this week, and they've prepared us by saying, we're going to have a heat wave. If you're going to go out, wear sunscreen and glasses. What else are you going to do in this heat? Stay home. Other than that, my week is... Uh, gonna be fine and the last week was fine nothing exciting oh I did get a, a scam letter um, you know we can talk about that now or we can talk about it later scamming is probably one of the number one hobbies for idiots I'll just put it that I, way I'm I'm you've piqued my curiosity I don't know what a scam letter is I mean like a printed paper no actually I should have said a scam email Oh, okay. Because scam, scam mail would be, that's a federal offense. That's got some teeth to it. Yeah, why don't they If you've do seen that? The Firm, you know Tom Cruise would be at your door right now getting that oh. worked out. You know, I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise, but anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. Mitch. Mitch, the attorney in The Firm. Oh. Anyway. I, uh, so oh, yeah. what, what is this? Well, I got an email from somebody saying that uh, she saw me on House because I do have an account there. I have, I think, 11 projects posted on there with pictures. And this person said, we're moving to Phoenix. I need to know if you can remodel my house. And so I wrote back and said, hmm, I need some more information. So she wrote back. I'm going to assume it's a she. It could be a he because it was a scam letter saying that this person is uh, moving to Phoenix. She's a widow. She's 45. She gave me everything. Um, her two kids are 12 and 8. Uh, she is deaf. She graduated from School of the Deaf somewhere. And she's got a very lucrative job. And she needs to have a total remodel. She gave me the address of the house. And she said uh, it closed on the 9th of June, which is like three days ago four days ago and she's purchased all of the items that she needs to remodel red flag number one and why I say that is number one who does that she doesn't know what she needs or what I need number two everything is so back ordered she it would be impossible for her to get stuff and uh, number two she uh, I'm trying to think of what the letter said oh uh, she's going to be here at the end of September and she wants it all done by the time she moves in here and will I take a cashier's check or a certified check flag number two well you know and I've mentioned it before to people I've been scammed in person so scam me once shame on me scan me twice shame on you this is not going to happen again I might have said that in reverse but as soon as they say cashier's check, certified check, um, there's something fishy going on. 
And then who wants me to remodel a house and they haven't been here? They've never met me and they want the whole thing done by the end of September. Well, first of all, it's not going to happen. The lead time for remodeling, the lead time alone for cabinets is somewhere between three months on to ad nauseum. Uh, could be a year, could be eight months, depending on who you use for cabinets. Appliances are so back-ordered that you're lucky if you get them in six months. Um, tile is starting to be backordered so I hate to say it but this woman painted a picture of her being deaf and mm, I don't want to say stupid but I'm not going to be scammed by this woman so I wrote back and I said what items did you purchase I'm just trying to see if this person is really going to get uh, is really going to answer me so that was um, my warning to people I get these emails you know you can say hey this woman probably lives in Nigeria it's a man and they're getting creative yes they are getting very creative you people out there who get these letters get these emails uh, get these phone calls I've been there done that I don't ever want it to happen again and I don't want it to happen to other people so be aware of uh, what you're answering, who you're dealing with, and if you're not sure, just forget about it because if it's worth anything, they'll try to get back to you again. So that's the end of my story for this week. Other than I'm confused. Uh, okay, first of all, do you, you you suspect it's a scam, or you've confirmed it's a scam? I suspect it's a scam. I did okay. look up the address, and the address is. It did close, and I could go further and say, hmm, let me ask my real estate friends to look up the information and see who now owns the house, because she gave me her full name. Um, but I don't want to really put that much time into it. I can tell yeah, you Yeah, but also, just... anybody who could, if you can find that out, then a scammer or an alleged scammer could do this. Like, I would look up the address and see who closed and all that, and I would send you an email from that name. So. Well, first of all, if you closed on June 9th, the paperwork is not going to be available. It's, it, okay. it has to take some time. And second of all, like I said, who purchases the items that need to be used for the remodel when the job didn't even know. start yet? Nobody. Nobody does that. Yeah. Well, I can say so that, it's... honestly, because I've been in this business for 35 years. No, it doesn't but, happen. So, so what, how would this scam unfold? for our for our curious listeners that might encounter something like this because you have a lot of designer friends that might be listening so okay well first I, of it's all, less likely that i would have a, a computer programmer nerdle going uh, hey somebody contact me for, so it's so your your uh your part of our audience is probably leaning in right now like wait yeah. a minute what yeah well of course like i said the red flag um who buys the uh, items who buys cabinetry tile whatever she needs before the job is even done but but how is this a scam of you like how how is this going to end up costing oh, you the whole time idea money? would be okay i'll do it you send me uh a cashier's or certified check for five thousand dollars this is what my uh, friend said typically then they would send me more than that like oh eight thousand dollars oh i sent it you eight thousand dollars can you send me three thousand back i overpaid you so I could say, and people do this. Oh, okay, I'll send you three thousand because you did overpay me. So now they walk away with three thousand dollars. That's the typical. That's how people are being scammed. You know, you know that old thing. But like, so before the check clears, you would send them back money. Well, because because you I would believe because you would believe a cashier. So yeah, the yeah. funny part is, um, 
cashier's checks are cannot be canceled, but you can stop. You can't stop a money order, I think, and you can't stop a cashier's check, but you can stop a wire transfer. Or, I mean, so it's important to understand, and I have not, I haven't thought about this in a while, but uh, if you are paying or being paid, it's important to know which of those can be stopped and which cannot. So if they sent you something that, because because I know uh, I I looked this up one time when I was moving into my uh, the place I lived in Sunnyvale, mm-hmm. the property owner said, "Can you do a wire transfer for the like to hold it to deposit or whatever?" And I said, "Oh, okay, not a wire, not a not a cashier's check or whatever it was." And she said, "No, you." Uh, you can't stop whatever it was. And so anyway, at that moment, I was curious. So I talked to the people at the bank and they said, no, what she's asking you for can be stopped. So whichever one it was. So, so anyone listening, if you get this sort of scenario unfolding, that could happen if they send you something that they can then stop payment on, but you've refunded them the overpayment amount. So I guess that's uh, an interesting scam. I have not I mean, that's social engineering, right? They're playing on your good nature. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I have, a, yeah, I have an unstoppable instrument here for money. So yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and PayPal you three thousand because I have a check for eight thousand. Then you find out it got stopped. Yeah. You're like, ah. Oh. Well, I've got to say, I've got a lot of the emails in the past. Um, one person said he's moving to Phoenix, and could I be so kind as to store his his art that was worth a fortune until he gets to Phoenix but can I send him money um he'll send me money oh that's yeah that's that's silly yeah yeah that's well now this one is very creative because they're leaning into my area of design so they've found me on well actually they said I saw you on house they could have seen me anywhere but uh the scammers are getting very very creative and as I mentioned when I got scammed last October yeah I'm at the money but the aggravation the um, um, the I was gonna say um, the torture that I endured for several hours sure it was horrible Um, this one I'm just looking at this going haha I'm not gonna be scammed but I'll email you just to kind of see how long you have patience to keep this story going. But I think you should track down other people that have been taken advantage of with the Walmart MoneyGram fake <sighs> kidnapping scam. Because I, I think I already mentioned this, and I posted it on Twitter, I think. And, um, that happened to somebody here in Las Vegas. Well, you sent and, me actually the, the story. I read yeah. it, and I actually wrote to the... Um, to the news, oh, the journalist, whatever you want to call him. Um, I never heard back, but... Yeah, this is Vegas, that's common. Yeah, what they endured, (laughs) I endured just as well. So how many people have gone through that? Probably too many to count. Right, so a class action lawsuit against Walmart and MoneyGram. You guys should uh, get that going. Because to me... This, if this is a script that somebody's following, it's happened more than two times. And at this point, Walmart and MoneyGram should step up and say, oh, yeah, we're not going to allow this to occur anymore in our store because we are unwitting participants. Yeah. And so at this point, they should be culpable because it's, you know, the first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me, if you don't mind if I, I put those in the correct order. But uh, 
So the second <laughs> time it happens at Walmart or MoneyGram, they should be saying, oh, oh, this looks like a, we have a pattern. And the 10th time or however many times it's happened, you know, at that point, it's like negligence, really. I wonder if they sign a waiver, if there's something in their policy that says we're not responsible, because I did end up talking to MoneyGram, I think their main office is in uh, Minnesota, and I did talk to somebody at Walmart, and the guy at MoneyGram said, oh, we'll take care of you. Okay, can I actually tell you that this guy has an accent, and I've said this before, I can't understand people that have accents, and second of all, he was a yes man. You know, he's telling me what I want to hear. Yes, I'm going to take care of you. We are going to take care of you. They don't do nothing. They do shit. They don't do nothing. So I think I honestly, <laughs> they that's do okay. Shit. They Grammar is overrated. They to death, yeah. and then they hang up the phone and go, well, that was another one that was scammed. Too bad. So sad. But right. So that's why I, th I think a class action would get the, some attention, uh, shine a light, and I'm not saying that it's exactly the same script, but I have a feeling that if so, basically what what these the criminals here, we don't have to call them scammers; they're actual criminals. Yeah, they uh, they have identified a weakness in the the way the MoneyGram process doesn't work, and they're exploiting it and taking advantage of people. And and they know that. You know what? I, I've I told my this story previously. I think I may have said it here, but I said it on. Uh, Quagling sound also uh remember the the beeper program yeah so not nearly so uh <laughs> so criminal i said maybe maybe it was some sort of harassment but for the uninitiated i used to put uh, i had my modem my uh, pride and joy back when i was in uh, i was 16 and i put many, one phone many number years on it ago so that's why yeah it worked because things were new yeah there was no <clears throat> there was no caller id there was no yeah. uh there was no cell phones so you'd uh, i put a, a one phone number on a thousand digital pagers and then you that's basically having other people crank call a phone number so you know good fun good prank and i call so here's the deal though and this is why i'm making this analogy i called pagenet so in phoenix pagenet had a whole prefix so you dial like you know 555 from zero to ten thousand or nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine all pagers, right? So I could just pick a range and put one phone number on a thousand pagers and let the fun begin. And I knew from calling PageNet that they were not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. They'd said that. No, sorry, we can't really do anything if, if you're getting weird pages. That's the way it is. And because I was only uh, affecting one person once, you know, times a thousand, but yeah. one person would go, oh, weird. Okay, I don't know that number. I'll just sign it. So only a small number of people would actually be annoyed by it. So in this case, um, I could call MoneyGram and say, hey, if I wanted to have somebody send me in a panic $1,500, $1,700, uh, would you guys handle that? And they'd be like, yeah, that's what we do. Like, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, they can do the same thing. Yeah. Their claim to fame is that the money will be transferred in 10 minutes. That doesn't give you enough time to put stop payment or call the cops. They know it. They know that um, right, right. MoneyGram so brags at the, you know, at the fact that, oh, we can transfer money so fast that you can't change your mind, you can't put stop in, you can't do anything because the guy at the other end, he's going to have his money by the time you blink. Yeah. Right, and there's no protections in place. So exactly like the PageNet scenario, except I was not extorting money from people as a criminal. I was <laughs> harassing people as a minor. So yeah. a little bit. 
a little bit less. Wasn't so funny uh, at the time, though, Dan. I don't think those people yeah, it was. really remember when the pagers um, weren't there. A group of people who were standing together, and all their pagers went off at the same time. No, in no? fact, what happened was uh, it was at McDonald's in Metro Center Mall, and we watched all of the management hovering over the phone because I used to work there and I knew where the phone was, and they were just picking. They pick it up, and we could see them like freaking out because the phone just didn't stop ringing. And, uh, but fun fact, uh, back then there was, I can't remember her name. I think, uh, I think I called her mom or something and she was like, you should run the beeper program on that guy. So it, it couldn't have been that bad if, if a mom is going, yeah, this guy's annoying me. Mm. Do you think that would still work? <laughs> well, can you do that with texting? No. You can't text multiple people. And no, there was no, there was no auto. Yeah. There was no automatic caller ID and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, phone phone stuff like that is kind of out out the window. That's why I don't use my own. I don't have. I don't use my phone number. Uh, like I phone numbers that I uh, calls that I get incoming are um, about an automotive warranty. And that works really well with you since you have no car. That's right. Or um, there's another one I get sometimes that is some other like we have called you 14 times and you know whatever and I don't even listen but oh is uh, it for Google business your Google listing is out of date no I get I that constantly I, I don't really yeah I don't know I just know that they're robocalls so hmm. and they dial from different phone numbers and all that stuff so the scam world is uh is a little bit behind the times because they're not sending or they're like yeah that's why I don't use plain old telephone number and I don't really get the text messages I get are usually spam also so I have removed those from my day-to-day -day and I don't have to deal with it mm, so yes I would like to not deal with a lot of stuff but but that's why the pager program won't work because caller ID nobody uses digital pagers yeah it's a different world so I was exploiting a weakness at the time that's no longer there. That's what the MoneyGram situation needs a class action lawsuit. That's my opinion. I have spoken. That was my gavel, my oh. digital gavel. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so what did you do this week? Um, I've been going to the gym every day, which is unusual because I used to go every other day. But I'm trying to get back into the swing. That was and before I've, the pandemic, though, right? Yeah, but I also, so uh, the the gym I used to go to, 24-Hour Fitness, they closed most of their, they closed most of their Nevada locations. I think they closed all of their Arizona locations, so I kind of gave up. Uh, I got a renewal notice. They extended it. I was supposed to renew my membership in February, but I, they gave me until June, and it was like 50%, and I was already paying nothing, like 10 bucks a month for, but at some point you're like, you guys are, there's nothing left. You guys are mostly gone. So, uh, oh, I signed up. Where do they expect the, you to go? Well, I mean, away. technically there, technically there are three locations in Nevada. I could still go to if I had the wherewithal, but you know, a $10 all club, like super, I, I could go to all the clubs, not just most all. So I had the, the highest, as they said to me one time, you have the highest level of membership we offer for $10. That's, you should never let this expire. And I said, I will, I don't intend to, but now in the post pandemic world, they're mostly out of business. I mean, they're all gone. Yeah, but they so would I signed love up your at, membership to be paid. Oh, well, <laughs> so it was 50 bucks for, to, but I'm like, do you guys, you guys aren't anywhere anymore. You guys are not where I want to be to, uh, 
what is that american express visa we're right where you want to be yeah anyway so i i've been going to eat but eos one club ten dollars so that's not so bad and it's a nice club arguably better but it is if i walk the long way 1.6 miles away and the other one was 3.3 miles away so i'm walking half the distance and i'm kind of getting back into my normal thing so i'm like eh, i'll just go every day build up some endurance so okay. i do like i do like a half workout every other day and then i do a full workout every other day so so the question is are you feeling better and do you suggest that people get back into their exercise routines yeah um so since uh we're, i know we're not really talking about this so much anymore but um i i think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday, Moderna and Pfizer, so the mRNA vaccines have been shown to be effective against the Delta variant. And I was like, well, okay, hopefully. So I've I have uh, joined the the majority of the Nevadans, and uh, I I don't wear my mask. But also, I go to the gym at two or three in the morning, so there's ten people there, and the well, place is tremendous. Since we weren't so, going to talk about it, but I have a question. So do your supermarkets and stores still require a mask? The Nevada, they, they switched to county-based, like the, each county could make up their own mind because we continue to have a, a completely ridiculous strategy across the country. But at this point, you know, nobody cares anymore. But they went uh, county decides in may i think may 1st or may 8th or something and then june 1st it was 100 percent open for business and so any any company or any entity is is free to set their own policies on private property you can require a mask or you know whatever but uh almost nobody has stuck with that i think um sprouts advises it mm-hmm like we would like it if you would wear a mask, but uh, I, I haven't really seen anybody that's requiring them anymore. And uh, the Strip and downtown, Fremont and all that, they've been mask-free since <laughs> since last year. So that's it. Yeah. Let's well, hope for the best. I bring my mask and I think, okay, should I wear it or shouldn't I? So as I approach the store, somebody walks out with a mask. I think, oh, okay, I'll wear my mask. A couple of years ago, if I go shopping in a supermarket, I would see, not to be racist, but I would see a little Asian person, older woman, and she'd always have a mask on. I mean, not one particular one, but it seemed like, you know, I thought, oh, maybe they have breathing problems. So they wore it because I guess they were brought up with it. They are used to it. Americans have very short... um, attention spans, memories, and no patience. So I would think that Americans would get rid of their mask as soon as possible. I'm still going to carry the mask because I don't want to be the only one in the store without a mask, but yet I don't want to be the only one in the store with a mask. And so I guess bottom line, you got to do what you feel is best for you. And let me bring this one thing up because you had mentioned, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, how people are littering the place right in front of me. This guy comes out of the supermarket without a mask and he reaches, he puts his groceries in in his car and then he reaches in his pocket and his mask falls on the floor. 
Well, what does he do? He steps on it, gets in his car, and drives away and leaves the thing on the floor. It, does that take an idiot to figure that out? You can't bend down and pick up your damn mask? Ugh. That is... Uh... They're pigs. The, the the I walk a lot, and so I will say that there are, uh, there are there's no shortage of discarded masks on the pedestrian byways here in Nevada in in the Las Vegas area. Well, I was. But I will also this, say, I was. Let me just say this: I was staring at this man, and I had I really almost got out of the car and said, "Sir, you dropped something," and he he could have punched me, he could have just spit at me, he could have said, "Mind your own business." So what do I do? I mind my own business, and I stay in the car. He's bigger than me. Yeah, that's the world we live in. So yeah. I will also say that I, I did not know this, but I was, because uh, when I leave Smith's, I usually take my mask off and I will put it in my, uh, I have like a, not not a messenger bag, but it's sort of like a, it's a, it's a bag I got at, at uh, K-Biz. Mm-hmm. So, but it works. It's a big canvas bag with a zipper, so, and a shoulder strap. So kind not a messenger bag, but that style sort of, so I throw my groceries in there, and I so it's easier to carry home. So I usually throw my mask in there if I have one on. But I, uh, I had it in my hand, like uh, like my fingers through the loops, and I was looking for something on my phone. And then I was walking along, and then I realized it fell off. So I was like, ah, now I'm one of those. But mostly, I you didn't go back to them. look for it and throw it away. I had no idea where. It was, and we we had a a bit of a wind thing going on at the time, oh, so, so it's the probably mask. <laughs> yeah, it's probably elsewhere. Um, I mean, it may have blown off my finger. I don't even know, but uh, it was like, hey, where where, where the, oh well, uh, what are you gonna do? Mm. But yeah. uh, so that's that. Hey, before I forget, uh, last week's uh, Hugo Floss podcast episode, when I edited it together, I messed up. Your, I messed up your audio track at the oh, beginning. Really? Yes. So uh, we have many millions of people that listen, but w- only one person uh, notified me of this oddity. And it turns out I'd shifted your audio track, just the beginning part, because we, we inserted an interview sec- segment that we did with Gil. Oh, yeah. And then when we came back, everything. So it was only the beginning. Somehow your track got shifted over, like probably thirty seconds. So you, <laughs> you were answering things I said thirty seconds ago. So the comment was, "It doesn't sound like you guys are talking to the same people." Oh, but you fixed each it, other. So that's good. I, yeah, I fixed it and re-uploaded it. But so if anybody wants to go back, if and you are one again. of the other million, yeah, you gotta yeah. You gotta re-listen to it. But yeah, don't hesitate to let me know that I've uh, made errors. I should get more of those more often so I could fix everything. Yeah. Well, let's Error free. That's the goal. Let's mention the platform that we're using. Not that I want to give them commercials, but um, I've been using Zencaster for several months and everything was working really well, except recently, um, not so well. Matter of fact, I did a podcast last Friday, the other day. And first of all, I, I tried to do the podcast. And I just, we went two minutes and then it just ended. So we then um, rescheduled for the next day, used Zencaster. Um, That went on for about a minute and a half. We tried it again. That went on about three minutes. We said, okay, forget this. And I used Zoom. I'm learning more and more about Zoom, but that's what we're using right now. So I'm hoping that this works out. 
there's something to be said about, hey, it's tried and true. So many people use it, so it probably has um, less of a chance of going kapui than Zencaster. I like Zencaster, but you people who are running Zencaster, you really need to get on track. You need to figure out what the problem is because you haven't yet. So we're using yes. Zoom. I think because Zencaster added features, they wanted to. I think they're trying to compete with Zoom, right? So they yeah. added video. They added. Um, they made some UI user interface changes that I don't think were really useful. Um, but they're I think also, they've added some. Yeah, but they're also putting the parameters of who can use it, what you can use it on. There's so many can't use it here, can't use it there. Oh yeah, you could use it on Firefox, but then February they decided no, but they didn't tell me. Yeah. So what I yeah I was gonna say that uh, so they're adding these things, but they didn't test anything, mm. and then they don't. So the the user experience has not been sort of. Uh, upgraded with the feature set so if i add a bunch of features to something and i never test them and i don't tell people how they work and the thing that killed it for me and i think i already commented on this was when when my internet connection went down a few weeks ago oh yeah and then the one of the selling points is that it re it it uploads from each each person's machine and it makes you know oh connection drop don't worry about it you're capturing this stuff locally and then well actually reassembling anything anything from our show was a minor hassle and their documentation's a little weak on that so yeah we'll see because zoom started off with video and they have enabled some additional features but i think they kept the base features functional because so many people literally everybody <laughs> was using zoom meetings right yeah, and, and I got to say, um, other than my experience, because for some reason it's taken me long to figure out how to actually use Zoom, but it's probably easier than some of the other um, platforms. Um, I think Zencaster needs somebody to um, maybe um, redo their platforms or some quality control or maybe an engineer who understands the problem and how to solve it. They're lacking somebody in the office who actually knows what to do. So that's my comment to them. Go hire somebody who knows what they're doing for Pete's sake. Yeah, I will say in my experience, so if, if anybody's listening to this, maybe you're going to nod like, yeah, um, in general, <clears throat> in, in, in my line of work in the software industry, there are people that sit in a cubicle and they do their job and they, you know, some, some program manager says, add video. And they say, uh, okay. But if you never talk to your user, your customer, get feedback along the way, like, hey, is this working for you? Does it still meet the expectations we set when you signed up? And we said, hey, it'll work if your connection goes down. And if they say, well, actually, it's less stable, it's more frustrating, I have headaches when I use it, I tell people to, maybe we'll try again next, you know, it's, it costs me as a user of your product time frustration maybe the guest i was going to have got frustrated and now i don't have that guest so the the impact of bad decisions in a cubicle ripple throughout your entire user base and i think and i'm not i mean zencaster is one symptom of it but so it's frustrating for me because i i've watched that happen and i've tried to fix it so i know there are some people out there that try to make good products or they try to fix bad products and it doesn't always work. So if you're at Zencaster and you're being told to do things and you're like, oh, but we should make the base functionality work as, as advertised. And they go, yeah, yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, just put that the product happens. out there. They'll work it out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, my interactions with Zencaster uh, tech support uh, for one or two things that I've contacted, it was always like, uh, oh, that's strange. That shouldn't, that, that should work. Yeah, you know, they they seemed perplexed at what I was asking. Like, huh, never really, never thought about that one, right? So to me, and this has happened with other products. So bottom line, when you call tech support, the person you're talking to, or any any support, the person you're talking to should be able to, to go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. Not, huh, I don't know what you're, I can't even describe that. But we both <laughs> They should know, know the product. That- yeah, we both know that our favorite comment from uh, tech support is, well, gee, that's the way it is. So, or yeah. if it's a phone, well, you might need a new router or ugh. customer service. Love it. Love it. Yeah, well, the, it, right? the, the tier zero, the, you know, the, the front gate that drops down, the, the number one tech support go to. And you know you've heard this one. Can we try turning it off and turning back on again? And then let me know in the you know you're that kind of crazy. Oh yeah, reboot. You know. That's the you know the word of the day. Reboot. And I always I always tell, like if I have to call Cox Communications, which is my cable modem provider, and I say yes, I am looking at the modem log. Right, I've logged into my cable modem. I know how to do that. I'm looking at the failures. I'm looking at the sync loss. And they're like, can we? Can you go ahead and are you using a router? I'm like, uh, that has no impact on this. I'm looking at the modem log right now. We could disconnect everything, and that doesn't affect the sync loss. That's a that's a problem on your side of the modem. And eventually I just said, You're, I'm, this is a waste of time. Never mind. You know, I hate to, um, you know, just um, elongate this subject, but I had a problem with Pinterest. Now, I'm a Pinterest person. I've been on it for years. I have well, 28,000 plus followers. I was having a problem with it. So they have a pretty good tech support. You know, you email them, you tell them the problem. They have uh, some windows that you have to fill out. Well, this is my problem, this and blah. I get an email back because I had to send them a picture of what I'm talking about. So the response was, yeah, could you send us a video? How am I supposed to send a video of a screenshot? I mean, what, what does she want me to keep moving? I thought that yeah, was stupid. And that, that goes to my what I just said, what I said earlier, which is they don't know their own product, so they need you to show them. And what they're saying is, I don't believe you. You're going to have to convince me with photographic evidence. Well, and I've I've already said this. My bank did that. I said your the mobile application and the website version of my bank balance are different. So your app is telling me bad numbers, and they're like, "Can you send a screenshot?" And I'm like, "Really?" You have no idea what your application is displaying. That was a bad sign right there. Yeah. Well, when you do complain to Pinterest and they said, send us a screenshot, my screenshot was perfect because I was complaining that the boards were not alphabetical like they've always been. They have a button that does that. I used to do it manually. Uh, So the screenshot showed that everything was not alphabetical. How can you, why would I do a video of my computer screen? Did that make sense to you? Because the person you're talking to is following a script and it says, ask for a screenshot or a video, you know, whatever. It, yeah. it, so when, when I used to work at Intel, uh, they used to send me to the hackathons and all that stuff. And I, I actually worked on our products. I was one of the product developers, like in the lab, bringing up hardware and software and hands-on. 
so when they and the developer relations group was like yeah we want him because he knows the product and we're we're just uh, trying to help people but he actually is the product developer so i used to be able to answer questions knowing because i was part of the process to build it right if you if you were uh, installing cabinets or kit or uh, let's say cabinets in a kitchen and you knew the person personally that designed the cabinets and they said, Hey, I have a question about this thing. And you're like, well, let's get them on the phone. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. Or who's the designer here? I, I am, I'm Nancy. I did. I designed all this. Oh, okay. So is this supposed to be six inches? Yes. Oh yes. It's, that is the correct measure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when you have that level of engagement, that's a, a, tr- a huge difference between that and, uh, <laughs> Like if you if you called a cabinet person, or if you called Gil about the ceramica, and he was like, "Can you send a screenshot of that?" Well, what about a refrigerator? You know the... How come my lights don't go on when I open the door? I don't know. That's the way they build it. No, that's going to need not to send me right. a picture. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, but yeah, again, to me, it's there. I mean, there are cases where, like, say, say somebody said, "Hey, Nancy, my kitchen, the cabinet overhang is weird." Like, there's a cosmetic issue that has a visual component yeah okay take a picture but if it's something numerical a sort order of things you're like you don't believe me that's what you're telling me i don't believe you you're gonna have to prove it with a screenshot so yeah i and maybe we're belaboring this one too but that it really kills me because as more and more technology is more and more pervasive, there are more and more people that don't know anything about the product that they are being paid to support and remember you faithful listener you are not being paid to call them they are being paid to answer the phone though so of all the people dealing with this tech support issue you're the one not being paid and yet you're the one getting jerked around and yeah well first of all you're the one who's on hold for 45 minutes not being paid and then when they're good and ready then you're in the queue and how many times have i said have i heard okay uh two more minutes and they will answer your call and then three more minutes and they will answer your call and then it goes on from there then i call back and they go you're two more minutes so there's everything is screwed up the queue now and then their answering system the best part of that of all that is when you get the uh five dollar credit the courtesy credit especially amazon does this all the time and i always tell them to remove they'll do it and not say anything so if I do, if they say it like, okay, I'll go ahead and give you a $5 courtesy credit for I'm like, take that back immediately. Why? They don't understand. Why? Why would you not want $5? And I always say the same thing because my time is worth. I don't want you to believe for a moment that $5 fixed anything. If you're going to pay me for my time, $150 an hour, four hour minimum. So I'll send you an invoice. And they're like, wait, what? I said, yeah, I don't want $5. That's less than you're making. Kroger has the same thing. If I yep. say, hey, um, I ordered my groceries, I picked them up, I got home, and I did not order this item. Can I return it? Oh, no, you can't return it. Just do, we'll credit you and give it away. So then the next week I have to reorder it. That was a pain in the neck. But uh, enough about customer service. They're not perfect, far from it. We've experienced so much, especially since this pandemic, um, probably because people are on the phone more, ordering online more, having more problems, and dealing more with stupid people, right? That is possible. But I think, uh, again, with the te- technology is pervasive. The tools exist. And yet we are left with, can you send a screenshot? 
there should be a much tighter coupling of product development and customer. And that's what co-creation, that's the whole Casanenzio thing. Hey, by the way, before I forget, we can change the subject now, I guess. Yeah. So next week, the 18th weekend, so that's, as you're listening to us, uh, listener, you are probably listening to uh, this uh, Monday morning, first thing. But at the end of this week, 18th, um, we should think about having a, a, a Casa Nunzia segment for our next show after this one. Uh, our next show is the 20th, but we do have a meeting set up for Casa Nunzia, So we will talk yeah. about, yeah, we'll talk about on the 20th what we did on the 18th. And if people are confused by what I just said, too bad. Just No, listen. what I meant was since if we are in the same room with people, we can say, hey, let's do a segment on this and we can talk to Charlie or oh, you whomever. Do I don't know. Possible. I know we can't we can't put it on any calendars or use any email tools. So maybe when you talk to him, you can ask him. <laughs> you're funny. Okay. So uh, yes, you're on your you're going to be on your way to Phoenix pretty soon. That is correct. That is correct. I bet you can't wait. I th I think um, well, as long as it's hotter, because then when I come back to Las Vegas, it will be cooler. Yeah, by three degrees, big deal. I don't know. It's uh, supposed to be 113 by Thursday, I think, here. So what is that, about 200 degrees over there? 117, but that's, um, you know, they're just projecting that. Who knows? It could be higher, it could be lower. It doesn't matter. That's right. You know it's hot right, you know, when they ground the planes, though. Fun story. Yeah, I've told it. I, I always tell people, like, I, I was in, I, that's when I worked at iPro. And that's my first summer programming job for that dude that you knew and oh, so yeah. we hired all of his kids. Mm -hmm. So my first programming job in a computer office, so they kept it at like 70 degrees because of all the computers back then they all would overheat. So the 286 days and they had a basic four mini computer. I think they called it a mainframe, but whatever. And I had my Volkswagen bug and I remember driving to work and that day was like a blast furnace when I came outside to go to lunch. Because it was from 70 degrees outside to 122 degrees. Uh, so 70 inside, 122 outside. So a 52 degree difference opening the door. Boy, that'll hit you in the face. And then, and, then when I, and then I got in my car and I think I probably went home. I went to your house. So it was very hot. And then I drove back and it was ridiculously hot. And I was, you know, at that point, you're not even sweating. It's, you're just, it's, you're just that, drying that's out. That's when everybody who doesn't live here says... Is it true that you can fry an egg on the sidewalk? Well, you could fry an egg yeah. on the hood of your car. If you close if you close your car up and leave a living thing in there, then they will fry like an egg probably. Well, but when unfortunately, I walk, when I, people leave kids in their car because they yes. forget. Yeah. So when I got this, is me, it's all about me, my story. So I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when I got back to work, I opened the door, and that was even worse because now you're coming in from that blast furnace to the free. So I was freezing. It was freezing in there because of the temperature drop. So yeah, t so this 117, but yeah, easy piece of cake. But uh, I will say that um, what was I going to say? The I don't know. I'm just sitting here listening to you. The <laughs> the I can't remember what I was going to say. The temperature is uh is is supposed to. It's hotter than normal, but uh, it's not really. 
I mean, we, we both live in cities that are built for this. So it's not a, yeah. if it was like this in Sunnyvale, California, where I used to live, there was no air conditioning. The, my, the home I was living in before it caught on fire, had no insulation and all that. So it, this would be night and day if we lived in a city that wasn't used to this. But Yeah, yeah. but I have to say Arizona has, low, well, they say it's a dry heat. We have low humidity. In June, our humidity is very low. So that's usually when we have the highest temperatures. If If the temperature was like this in August, when we have humidity, it would be more unbearable. But just think, we have beautiful weather for nine months out of the year, so we don't complain as much. Now, I'm no weather expert. I'm not a meteorologist. But if the temperature were to go up that high, would the humidity be able... First of all, humidity is a function of temperature, so the, the, the percentage would not be the same. But would would it be as balmy? Like, would it be insane? Or would that water, would the water in the air evaporate? more like i mean it's already a vapor but i mean would it well, would it uh first of all it's not that hot in august but i do remember it hitting 100 degrees when we lived in new jersey and uh, the humidity was always high in new jersey that was unbearable uh, that was at the point of don't go out of your house keep all the shades drawn and we didn't have central air conditioning we did thank god have some air conditioning units but that was horrible. And just like you've been in Florida when the humidity was really high. I mean, is it pleasurable or do you get, um, you get no, up but, and you feel like you're those are, sleeping in pea soup? What? Sure. But those are coastal, those, you know, you're living near the ocean where there's water, there's moisture. So I'm just saying like any meteorologists out there can chime in on this, but I'm like, if you took the monsoon, the, the, moisture content of the air in phoenix in august and you raise the temperature to june temperatures like w would that even be possible i'm just curious it's just something to think about because because yes i've been to dubai yeah. china thailand these are places that get super hot they're equatorial thailand's equatorial we were near mm -hmm. the specifically near the equator and, and it was super hot and it is quite humid but the humidity is more more painful than the hot Right. So it'd be interesting to know what would happen if it was 100 degrees, 115, 120. Anyway, so we, we don't have to worry about that, luckily. No, we don't. But I just want to complain real quickly about something that's been bothering me and hopefully a lot of other people. Arizona is a border state, and the borders have, uh, they're open. We are getting everything, everybody, and every terrorist coming through these borders and I just heard a story last night that there's 39 countries that people are coming from not just the Northern Triangle not Mexico not Honduras but they're coming from Europe Asia um, Africa um, and the Middle East Antarctica like you were naming continents I thought I'd throw that no, in there all these people are coming they're coming by the droves they're bringing in a lot of um, fentanyl drugs are hitting um the states there's any good no deals? questions at what any good deals oh stop it <laughs> this is serious um, because they're coming in just everybody and everything is coming in there's no stopping them at the borders so i think um well hey didn't uh, the president put somebody in charge 
of the border. That was going to be her job. And she laughs every time somebody asks if she's going to the border. In the meantime, Arizona, Texas, California, um, these are the states, many other states are suffering because they're being flown or bussed to all different areas of the country. Uh, for what reason? Somebody tell me, what is the reason letting these people in? They've never been tested for COVID. They're coming in with everything and anything. I think this has to stop. And I'm one person. I can't possibly do it. But something has to be done. Uh, I think if you write to your congressman or legislature uh, person, they should be able to eventually do something. Otherwise, it, it's totally out of control right now. Now, do you want to make a joke about this? Because this is serious business, Dan. No. It's um, pathetic. Anyway, that's I'm going to get off my soapbox because people have told me that they miss my written soapbox. And if I don't bitch about certain things and really tell people what pisses me off, well, then I'm just wasting my time. I've got to tell them uh, really what my opinion is. Well, hopefully you'll uh, stick in some links and background on this in our show notes, which do not forget are at hugoflossco.substack.com. If you are listening and don't want to click on a link in our show description in your podcast reader or listener or whatever app, hugoflossco.substack.com. And uh, I've been putting show notes there for about three weeks now. So we can throw some links to news articles and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can join in the discussion. And later, when you're a guest on our show and you talk about this, you'll have even more stuff to point to. Um, you know what? I post, so, these, I post this podcast. In addition to your uh, newsletters, I do post it on my online magazine weekly. And I've uh, posted a note on there on my right sidebar saying, if anybody talks... <laughs> Do you know anybody who doesn't talk? But if you talk and if you have something to say, a lot of times you may not have something to say, but if you have an opinion, if you want to join in on the conversation, email me, nancy at hugofloss.co. Let your voice be heard. I mean, this is an opportunity. You don't have to pay for anything. Just talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's It's not edited. And you can say anything you want to say. There's no censoring. So that would be interesting. That is probably not 100% true, but mostly true. But uh, you can't come on and like threaten people and stuff. But uh, it is possible. This this being Zoom, it is even easier because people used to do this anyway. So we could have like an open meeting. So we could post a link to the meeting room and people could join in or whatever. Uh, if we want. So that's something to think about. Exactly. So as, as you are the host. So one thing I don't like about Zoom is it doesn't run on Linux. So Mac, Windows, host for recording. So there you go. But uh, yeah, it's up to you. If you want to have like a permanent room set up that we can have like a Sunday free for all. Yeah, Sunday morning chat. Bring your own coffee. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say? I know next week we're going to be blabbing away because we've got some important things going on. And because next week is your birthday, the big, hmm, the big birthday. Yep. Yeah. 
So we look forward to you coming to Phoenix and joining the group. Um, so is that it, Dan? Do we have anything else to comment on? No. Wow. Check out the show notes. Check out, uh, I try to link to other stuff like your podcast or whatever. I, uh, I did get one backer on my buy me a coffee. So uh, shout out to Kevin. Uh, I don't know if he listens to this show, but so that was nice. Uh, I'm going to get some Lavazza, probably not green. Uh, I have a different Lavazza espresso bean that I will put that towards. Okay. But uh, so coffee, other projects. I'm, uh, I, I have to update the links for some other projects, newsletters. Got newsletters and podcasts all over the place coming out of every uh, earbud. So good stuff. You have your podcast, your newsletter, your other projects. And we have Casa Nunzi to talk about next week and then more so after that probably. Right. Loads. Yes. In the meantime, I'm going to say I think this is it for today. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. You can subscribe. You can comment. You can listen to this podcast on your favorite platform. And don't forget to share them with your friends. You know, if there's a friend that you have that you think would be good for the show or if you just want to share the podcast, go ahead and do it. You know how to do it. Otherwise, if you don't, just ask for customer service. They'll explain how to do it. If you want to learn more about Just send me, us a screenshot. <laughs> really. If you want to learn more about me or Dan, you can email us. My email is nancy at hugofloss.co, like I said before. And Dan's is similar, dan at hugofloss.co. <laughs> So until next week, have a safe day, enjoy the weather, and uh, nah, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Go for it. Come on up to Vegas. Spend some money. Why not? Yeah. Bye, Dan. Bye, Nancy.